Coming up on BBP News for this Monday morning, WNBA star Brittany Griner is back on United States soil. Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema is moving away from the Democratic Party and declaring as an independent. What does this mean for both the Democratic Party and Sinema herself? And the Biden administration has appealed Title 42 and TikTok is back in the spotlight for more legal troubles. Hello, everybody, and happy Monday morning to you. It is December 12th, 2022. The year is coming to an end, and we got some weather to get into. In Los Angeles, California, there are scattered showers today with a high of 57 degrees. In Houston, Texas, it is cloudy, 75 degrees. Chicago, Illinois, it is cloudy, 41 degrees. And in New York City, it is partly cloudy, 42 degrees. Nick is off today. He has a nice long weekend going on. Um, and we're just going to jump right into the news. Friday morning, Arizona Senator Kristen Cinema announced she was switching parties and was going to be an independent. She made the announcement with a one-on-one exclusive interview with Jake Tapper of CNN. Registered as an Arizona independent. I know some people might be a little bit surprised by this, but actually, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, a growing number of Arizonans and people like me just don't feel like we fit neatly into one party's box or the other. This is going to disappoint a lot of Democrats, and they're also going to feel like they don't understand. Why would you do this at a time when the Democratic Party is having a good week? Removing myself from the partisan structure, not only is it true to who I am and how I operate, I also think it'll provide a place of belonging for many folks across the state and the country who also are tired of the partisanship. This came as Democrats were taking control over the Senate with a 51 majority. This is a significant development because this is coming as we enter the next two years with a divided Congress. House is in control by Republicans and Democrats remain control of the Senate. She is not going to be a Democrat like Senator Sanders. She will not be caucusing with the Democrats. She wants to be a true independent and not attend either party meetings. She will be a swing vote. Many Democrats were expressing disappointment in her decision on Friday morning, but this does not come as much a surprise because she has built a relationship with lots of top Republicans like House Leader Kevin McCarthy and Republican leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell. She believes that the Democratic Party has left her view of what a Democrat should look like. And this has also angered many Democrats that believe President Biden, when he ran in 2020, pulled them towards a direction that will get them much support from suburban voters. Brittany Griner has officially landed on U.S. soil. She arrived in Texas around 4 a.m. Friday morning, and she needed to go through evaluation and, if needed, treatment. Brittany Griner was released from Russia prisoner camp on Thursday. Griner's WNBA team released a statement saying, quote, our friend, our sister, is headed back home where she belongs, end quote, in a much-celebrated statement. Brittany Griner's wife, celebrated with President Biden at the White House on Thursday. So over the last nine months, you all have been um, so privy to one of the darkest moments of my life. And so today I'm just standing here um, overwhelmed with emotions. But the most important emotion that I have right now is just sincere gratitude. 
If Brittany Griner does not have any serious medical issues, she will be back home with her family today. The Biden administration wants to keep a controversial Trump-era immigration policy so much they're going to court to defend it. Last month, a federal judge said the Biden administration has to stop using Title 42, which allows Border Patrol to expel migrants seeking asylum at the United States-Mexico border to stop the spread of COVID-19. While last week the Biden administration announced it plans to appeal because they want the Border Patrol to still have the Title 42 power. The appeal is sort of notable since originally President Biden had been critical of the program. Hundreds of thousands of migrants have been expelled from the United States under Title 42 since it began, and immigration advocates have hoped that President Biden would have made it go away. However, many border state lawmakers, both Democrats and Republicans, have had concerns about getting rid of Title 42 at a time when a huge influx of migrants are just waiting to enter the United States. Apple is being sued by a woman that says her ex-boyfriend used an AirTag to track her. One woman in the lawsuit claims that she dug around her car to where she eventually found it in the wheel well. She claims in the suit that she wouldn't have known that she was being tracked if it wasn't for a notification on her Apple Watch saying an AirTag was following her around. For those that don't know... The AirTag is a small chip that is meant to track your wallet, keys, or things of that nature. But it can also track you. An AirTag works by sending a Bluetooth signal to all Apple devices around you, which then gets sent to iCloud, where the person tracking the device can see your every move. This device is so effective because no matter where you are, you are never far away from an iPhone. The class action lawsuit alleges Apple is seeking an unrelentless, unreasonable item that they are trying to market. Apple has said they will not be commenting on ongoing litigation, but in February, after being sued in a different lawsuit, they listed ways to keep yourself safe and that they condone air tags being used to track people. The women suing wants the item safer or be removed from the market. If you do not have an iPhone, you need to download an app to scan for one. Apple says if you feel tracked, you should contact law enforcement. Continuing with Apple news, Apple is planning to significantly expand its data encryption practices to step that is likely to create tension with law enforcement and governments around the world as the company continues to build new privacy protections for millions of iPhone users. The expanded end-to-end encryption system, an option feature called Advanced Data Protection, would keep most data secure that is stored in the iCloud. An Apple service used by many of its users to store photos, back up their iPhones, or save specific data such as notes and messages. The data would be protected in the event that Apple is hacked, and it also wouldn't be accessible by law enforcement, even with a warrant. While Apple has drawn attention in the past for being unable to help access such as the FBI accesses data on its encrypted iPhones, it has been able to provide much of the data stored in iCloud backups upon a valid legal request. Last year, It responded to thousands of such requests in the United States, according to the company. 
With these new security enhancements, Apple would no longer have the technical ability to comply with certain law enforcement requests, such as for iCloud backups, which could include iMessage, chat logs, and attachments, and have been used in many investigations. The social media app TikTok is a social media sensation around the world, But last week, Texas Governor Greg Abbott joined a long list of governors banning the app on government phones. He is calling it a security threat. The concern is ByteDance, the company that owns TikTok, might be forced to share critical data with China. In a letter banning the app, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, said, quote, TikTok harvests vast amount of data from its users' devices and offers this trove of potentially sensitive information to the Chinese government. Texas is joining Maryland, South Dakota, and South Carolina banning the app from government phones. This is all have happened in less than a week. TikTok is one of the most famous and most used apps to boost millions of views, but for years the intelligence community has had concerns about data is collected. Christopher Ray, director of the FBI, had this to say just last week about TikTok. They also have the ability to uh, collect data through it uh, on users, which can be used uh, for traditional espionage operations. In a statement, TikTok responded to all the banning, saying, quote, the concerns driving these bans are largely fueled by misinformation about our company. This comes as a time where the U.S. is negotiating with the company to move to Texas, but an agreement has not been made. Indiana's attorney general has also filed two separate lawsuits against TikTok, which accuses the company of making false claims about the safety of user data and age-appropriate content. Quote, the TikTok app is a malicious and mean-seeming threat unleashed on unsuspecting Indiana consumers by a Chinese company that knows full well the harms it inflicts on users, end quote, according to the Attorney General. He went on to say that he hopes the lawsuit will force TikTok to stop his practices that he says violates Indiana law. The lawsuit marks the most serious action taken yet by a state against TikTok and increasingly attention to the concern about the social media platform from state and federal officials in recent months. You might be wondering when will we see the criminal referrals in the final report from the January 6th House Committee, on or before December 24th, according to the committee chairman, Benny Thompson. Thompson also says there will be some form of public presentation for both the report and criminal referrals. It is being reported that The committee is considering referrals for former President Trump himself and several of his allies, including former Trump chief of staff Mark Meadows, along with former President Trump election attorney John Eastman, former Department of Justice attorney Jeffrey Clark, and former President Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani. Authorities in Germany arrested 25 people who are suspected of planning to violently overthrow the government in a far-right extremist plot, and some are relating this to the January 6th-style plot. More than 3,000 police officers, including special forces, made 130 early morning searches across 11 of Germany's 16 federal states and one of the biggest operations in the country's history. Suspects from the so far unnamed group include a noble 
with a historical royal title and various armed forces veterans. It is centered on the so-called Regensburg or Reach Citizens Movement, which is heavily influenced by right-wing conspiracy theories, including a belief in a secretive deep state running the country as seen in the QAnon movement here in the U.S. It believes that the Federal Republic of Germany is not a sovereign state and its members expose anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. The group was hoping to install an anocrat named Prince Heronchi at the House of Rios, which ruled parts of Germany until 1918 as the leaders of Germany after their insurrection attempt was successful. German authorities said Prince Heronchi had contacted representatives of the Russian Federation both in Russia and Germany in the hope of winning support to overthrow the Berlin government. Don't look now, but gas prices last week were lower than they were. But that could change because this week the European Union and the United States, the United Kingdom, and Australia hit Russia with oil sanctions. A price gap on Russian oil and an EU ban on Russian oil shipped by sea. The U.S. already stopped importing Russian oil. As we've been reporting repeatedly, oil is a global commodity and disruption in one part of the world impacts the oil supply around the world. The fact is, it's just too early to tell how much these moves will destabilize the global oil market and possibly jack up gas prices. So far, there's not been no real impact yet. So here's what's going on. This all has to do with the Russian invasion of Ukraine and all the ways the West wants to cut off Russia's money supply to fund the war. Russia is the number two oil producer in the world, so oil, a big source of income for them. Back in May, the 27 members of the EU bloc voted that after December 5th, they will no longer allow Russian oil to be imported, the bloc by sea, which accounts for about 90% of it. But recently, on top of that, the UE, US, UK, and Australia also imposed a $60 a barrel price gap on Russian oil for other countries that import Russian oil but don't have sanctions against them like China, India, and Turkey. So how do they enforce this, you might be wondering. They hit the global oil insurance and shipping services, which are mostly located in G7 countries. The $60 a barrel price cap really says the Americans, the Europeans, and the G7 will not service Russian oil shipments unless the oil on the ship is being sold at $60 a barrel. Of course, Russia could try and go around that by using other boats, banks, and insurers, but it would be really hard to do that at the volume that they need to keep their oil money flowing into Russia. Russia has denounced the price gap and is working on a response to it, including banning oil sales to certain countries or cutting off oil production. On the flip side, the EU, UK, US, and the G7 says This $60 price gap accomplishes the goal of cutting Russia's funding mechanism off at the knee while also ensuring that oil markets doesn't sustain a huge hit. We'll have to wait and see how it all shakes out. Believe it or not, gas prices were lower last week than they were last year. According to AAA, the average price 
For a gallon of regular was $3.33 last year, it was $3.34. Domestic gasoline prices have dropped $0.26 nationally in the past two weeks, but OPEC Plus decided to maintain output cuts of 2 million barrels per day, about 2% of the world demand. The purpose of the move is to boost the global price of oil, which has fallen recently on fears of demand weakness, specifically in China. More than a thousand New York Times journalists and other staffers walked off the job for 24 hours last week, frustrated by contract negotiations that have dragged on for months and the newspaper's biggest labor dispute in more than 40 years. Hundreds of reporters, editors, photographers, and other employees picketed outside the newspaper's offices near Manhattan Times Square. With a hollowed-out newsroom, the Times was relying on international and non-union staffers to deliver content to its more than 9 million worldwide subscribers until the strike ended at 12.01 a.m. Friday. The News Guild of New York went through with its pledge to strike after the two sides failed to reach a deal marathon negotiations that broke off Wednesday evening. The sides remain far apart on issues including wage, remote work policy, and a performance review system, which the union says is racially biased. The current contract expired in March 2021, and the union has accused the company of dragging its feet on negotiations. China announced sweeping changes to its harsh zero-COVID policy last week. Some say that the charges are happening for two different reasons. Reason one, the Chinese communist government is concerned about the loss of business and the toll the random lockdowns are taking on the country's economy. The second reason some say is because of the widespread protests that have been breaking out across the country. Chinese citizens will no longer have to have their health tracked by QR code on their phone. If they do get sick with COVID-19, they will not be forced into a government quarantine facility. They'll be able to recover at home. Lockdowns will be kept to a minimum and the rules for domestic travel will ease. Getting into rapid news, the School of the Art Institution of Chicago has rescinded the honorary degree given to Kanye West, citing his recent anti-black, anti-Semitic comments. Airbnb is limiting the option for folks looking to throw New Year's Eve's bash in someone else's home. That is the end of this Monday morning news episode. Nick will be back here tomorrow morning with an eye on the ball episode wednesday we will have an idiots in the news and friday we will be here with a news to wrap up this busy week if you have not listened to the week ahead for the week of december 11th make sure you take a listen to that because a lot of stuff is going on this week including the passage of the ndaa the continuing resolution expiring, and a whole list of other things that Democrats want to get done before the 118th Congress is sworn in in just over 20 days from now. Until then, enjoy your Monday morning, everybody, and see you Wednesday morning. Bye. 